Hey, 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 and welcome to Eat Out at Home, the podcast where we talk about cooking better, eating healthier, dining together, and enjoying some gourmet every day. I am your host, Chef Evelyn, and in this episode of the podcast, I want to talk about how to add some gourmet to your holiday. So I know I talk about how to add some gourmet to your everyday, but one of the things that I find so interesting is that for my fellow foodies out there is we love the holiday season. We love the food and the fanfare and the entertaining and everything that comes along with that. But as much as we love our favorite recipes and as much as we love our family traditions, because of the food lovers that we are, because of our affinity for trying new things, we often want to shake it up a little bit during the holidays. And if your family is anything like mine, you know, that's a delicate balance between you want the classics that you've had since you were born, since their parents were born, since their parents were born, and nobody wants to deviate from like the standard menu. And the foodie inside of you is like, oh, but there's some new, great, interesting things that we could, you know, incorporate into our holiday meals and create some new favorites. And so, I've had several people ask me over the years, like, how do I get my family to try new things on these very important, nostalgic, memorable meals of the year that people look forward to all the time, right? And so one of the things I can tell you from teaching thousands of people how to cook over the past decade, literally thousands, is that there's a few things you need to do to warm people up to the idea of new traditions or new favorites. And so I'm going to walk you through today in this really, really short podcast episode, five things that you need to do to kind of add some gourmet to your holiday. And I wouldn't necessarily try to revamp the whole thing all at once. This is going to be a process as new holidays and things come up and to give you some tips on what to do throughout the year to make it a little bit easier. So first things first, jumping right into it. I just want to let you know that if you're looking for ideas on things to um, include and to start to add some variety, some some gourmet to not just your holiday, but to your everyday, that enrollment in the Eat Out at Home Cooking School will be opening up at the beginning of December. So I'm so, so, so excited about that. So for those of you have that have been asking and are like, girl, when can we get into these online cooking classes? Enrollment will be opening at the beginning of December. So make sure you are following me all on social at Chef Evelyn, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. So you'll be the first to know. And of course, I'll let you know here on the podcast. So let's jump right into it. The first thing that you want to do, if you really want to kind of switch it up, and start adding some variety to your holiday meal is you don't want to substitute something old and familiar for something new. You want to add it in, meaning you don't want to replace, you know, that signature macaroni and cheese that everybody's been looking for, for something else. And then they don't have the macaroni and cheese. You want to take the dish that you want to incorporate into the holiday and you want to add it to the menu. And I listen, I have personal experience with this. I remember several years ago, 
I decided to make homemade cranberry sauce. No big deal. But I came from a family who was really big on the can jellied cranberry sauce. And that, in their mind, that was the only version of cranberry sauce that you could have. Ironically enough, I'm actually not that huge of a fan of cranberry sauce because I'm not a huge fan of sweet and savory together. But that's neither here nor there. That's a story for another day. But I make a really good cranberry sauce. And so from scratch. And so I remember telling my family, my extended family, and what I like to call my family, like friends that feel like family, like, hey, you know, I'm going to be making this cranberry sauce to go with our holiday meal. And so some people were like, all right, you know, they didn't really care. And some people were like, I don't want homemade cranberry sauce. You know, I want the stuff that slides out of a can, jiggles on a plate that I can slice and lay over my dressing. And I was like, no problem. We'll have that. And I'll make my homemade cranberry sauce. And if you just want to try it, you absolutely can. No hard feelings. So, you know, we go through all the meal preparations. And, you know, I make my homemade cranberry sauce on the stove. And obviously, it's chunky. It's got real cranberries in it. It's got a lot more depth of flavor because, you know, there's different seasonings and and things of that nature in it, right? And so the table is set and the food is out and there is a plate with the jelly cranberry sauce on there sliced and ready for people to enjoy. And then there's a bowl, a small bowl with my homemade chunky cranberry sauce in it. Now, let me tell you how this story gets super funny. So dinner's going on and a couple of people are like, well, let me try this, you know, homemade cranberry sauce. And I was like, hey, listen, no hard feelings. If you don't like it or love it, no big deal. You don't have to eat it. I won't be offended, right? And that's a tip. You have to give people the the space and the grace to go no, even if you know your stuff is better because it's homemade and you know you can cook and you know it's this. You have to give them the space and grace to go no. I want a, a hot dog over a steak because I'm just used to hot dog, right? Like you have to, you have to allow for that. But it's out on the table, and so people start trying it, and people start raving about it, right? And so the jelly cranberry sauce is still just sitting in the center of the table and finally the main person that was like you know I don't want to try it by the time the dinner was over that person had my empty bowl of cranberry sauce and was taking their dinner roll and scraping it around inside of the bowl and as the table was being cleared and the food was being put up not one person Not one person had taken a bite of the jelly cranberry sauce, but the homemade cranberry sauce was obliterated. And then the next thing I know is like, we have to have that every year. Okay. So my first suggestion is you never want to compete with something that is just so important to people. If anything, you want to just bring it as an addition to introduce them to the concept that there could be another way and uh, and do it that way. It's the same thing with my sticky toffee pudding. Like, you know, it's not something traditionally my family is familiar with. You know, it's not soul food. It's very British, you know, in nature, right? Sticky toffee pudding. And so I made it for a family gathering and it's now like the thing to bring, right? So that brings me to my next point is that you want to try if you can, like if you're trying to bring something that's not even traditional, like the cranberry sauce was traditional, but if you want to bring something that's not even kind of in the category of what your family is used to is to try it at another meal 
that's not super important. So when I introduce the sticky toffee pudding, because I love it and I would love to have sticky toffee pudding during the holidays is one of my favorite desserts. It's just warm and gooey and uh, it just feels like holiday on a plate, right? And if you've had sticky, good sticky toffee pudding, then you know what I'm talking about. And so what I did is I brought it to a different family function that wasn't tied to a holiday, that wasn't super emotional, just our regular family like monthly gathering. And I brought it, I think, twice. And and now it's become the, hey, bring that such and such dessert that you made, right? Or what's that thing that you made? And so, you know, if your family or your friends get together outside of the holidays, it's a great thing to bring to start introducing people to if you know that it's delicious, if you know it's going to be a hit, so that when those bigger, more sentimental holidays come up, people are like, "Ooh, can you bring the fill in the blank, right? So the first thing is you don't want to substitute. You want to bring it in addition to. And the second tip is try it at another meal that's not super important where people are a little bit more open to trying things that aren't on the standard menu that's been in your family for the past 50 years, right? Okay, my next tip is to don't force it. It's kind of like what I was saying about the cranberries, the jelly cranberry sauce versus the homemade. I gave people the space to enjoy it without judgment I didn't try to force them I didn't make them taste it and I really truly wasn't going to be offended if they didn't want it right and so let's say you want to bring you know um uh potatoes and instead of let's say mashed potatoes and you're just over mashed potatoes or the person in your family doesn't make good mashed potatoes and nobody has the heart to tell them that their mashed potatoes are dry and chunky and all of this and you want to make you know your cheesy you know applewood smoked cheddar or gratin potatoes with a little hint of nutmeg in the background like you want to bring that right don't force it if people still want the dry flavorless not creamy chunky mashed potatoes over your you know delectable or ground potatoes you have to be okay with that right and maybe you can make yourself a small side but what I know what I know from entertaining for years I did my first Thanksgiving dinner for my family by myself when I was 12 years old so I've been in the holiday game for a long time is that when you don't force it and you know how good it is you can just just let people try it it's an invitation but not an obligation. So don't force it, right? So first thing is don't swap it out. Just bring that dish in addition to. Second thing is bring it to a less, you know, nostalgic nostalgic family meeting. And the third thing is don't force it. The fourth thing is if you maybe aren't you know, known as the cooking your family, but you really want to try something new is you really should practice that dish ahead of time, right? Like practice it a couple times during the year to get it to the point where you think it's amazing. Maybe invite some friends over, but practice that. But this, you know, this is not the time to be practicing something brand new, okay? That you don't know how it's going to turn out when that is like the quintessential part of the holidays is, is the meals and the feasting, right? So, you know, if you're someone who's like, I'm I'm a decent cook, but I'm not an amazing cook, but I like to cook, but I want some variety and I want to try new things. I'm really going to encourage you to practice. You know, one of the things that I'm going to be sharing inside the Eat Out at Home cooking school is some of those kind of recipes where, you know, it's like, here's some interesting things to try that you may not eat every day. You want to get some gourmet in your everyday. And this is why it's important to experiment and try new foods all the time so that you can get one 
better at cooking, but two, that you can have a repertoire of things that are unique and different than what you or your family may eat on a regular basis. It helps you to expand your palate, to taste the world around you, to chew with your mind open, all of these wonderful things, right? So if you're a decent cook, but maybe not an amazing cook, but you know you really want to try this new fill in the blank at your next family gathering, practice ahead of time, you know, just Make it a couple of times, invite some friends over and see how it goes over. If they love it, then bring it to that less um, significant family gathering. If they love it, then, you know, if people say, hey, you know, you should really bring that over for our holiday potluck or for our winter celebration or whatever it is that you celebrate. And then the last tip I'm going to give you is that you want to make it uniquely familiar. One of the things that I teach my chefs when I'm coaching them on how to write menus and how to add gourmet to their everyday is you want to start with things that are uniquely familiar. And what I mean by that is, you know, you don't want to have a traditional, let's say, soul food holiday and then you're trying to bring like kimchi and bond means to you know to the holiday meal like it's so far outside of what your family is used to and so maybe you can start to bring something that is familiar to them like you know let's say you want to do a sweet potato pie but you want to do this like spicy ginger pecan crust right so the sweet potato pie is familiar but you're introducing them to this crust or maybe you want to do a souffle but it's a pumpkin souffle because you want to you want to use a familiar flavor but a unique method that your family may not be familiar with or um a unique flavor but a familiar dish right so you know, I remember one time I made a um, Asian inspired pot roast, right? So, you know, the pot roast was flavored with soy and sesame and lemongrass and chili and garlic and ginger, right? And so were the potatoes. But pot roast is so familiar to people, but that flavor profile wasn't. And so it was uniquely familiar. So you really want to think about the dishes that you might want to bring or start to incorporate into your family traditions, what can you bring that's uniquely familiar to them? Is either the dish is familiar and it's got some unique flavors or you got some familiar flavors, but the way you deliver the, the method in which you deliver the dish is unique. And then I'll give you a bonus tip number six, which is don't try to do too many things at once, right? So, you know, you've got a lifetime with your family and friends and, they, you know, you should you should, if you're hanging with me, be creating more opportunities to dine together um, and have that holiday meal feel all throughout the year and not just waiting till this time of the year. And so, you know, you don't have to bring four things that are brand spanking new, right? You can bring one or two in addition and let people get used to that and then do a little test. Don't bring it one year. And if people ask about it, then you know, you've got a hit, right? So it's, what will happen is over time, you will kind of grow the taste of your family. Now, the risk is, okay, the risk is, is that all the cooking could end up being on you. But if you like to cook like I do, you're not too worried about that. But you can update your family traditions and expand their horizons and get them to try new foods and new flavors as a slower process. So, um, you know, try one or two dishes at a time. Don't show up with five, a, five, a full five course meal that's in direct contradiction to what you, your family or your friends are used to having. So 
I'm super, super excited to share this with you because I feel like these are the kind of tips that um, I have learned over the years and really wanted a place to share with you. And I feel like the podcast is the perfect place for that. So uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Enrollment, like I said, for Eat Out at Home, the cooking school will be opening at the beginning of January. And basically inside of that, we will be getting together twice a month for live cooking classes and helping you add some gourmet to your everyday. So imagine twice a month getting a full, you know, four to five recipe um, menu going through. I'm cooking live in real time and you can either cook along with me or come back and reference it. And you're going to be learning all of my professional chef tips and tricks along the way to up your cooking game in the kitchen. So you may already be a pretty good cook, but you're like, I want to be even better. Or maybe you're a pretty good cook and you're like, yeah, but I want some variety. And, you know, having somebody put together a whole meal that um, I can try and really walk through in real time, much better than a a five minute YouTube video or a cookbook or, or a blog post, because now you can come back and reference it over and over again. Oh, I remember at this point, you know, she did this or that so I'm really really excited about it or maybe you're really like I'm not that great of a cook but I want to become a better cook and so while local cooking classes are fun I really want to learn to develop my skills in the kitchen if that's you I welcome you so I'm so excited and I'm going to be having some great new menus for our first class before the Christmas and New Year holiday. So I'm excited about that. So if you're looking to add some gourmet into your everyday and some gourmet into your holiday, make sure you are on the lookout for enrollment into Eat Out at Home, the cooking school. So make sure you follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Chef Evelyn, and I'll catch you in the next episode. Peace.